The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. In the future, the last survivors on Earth entered stasis to avoid a world-ending cataclysm. Hello? I don't know if anyone else is alive out there. But the Earth they woke up to wasn't what they expected. On the off chance someone can hear me. He is alive. <laughs> we need help. From the creators of the Marsfall podcast comes Bunker Down, another gripping science fiction adventure. Available now for free, along with the first three seasons of Marsfall, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Oh, come on, come on. It's been on air since... What are you doing? Some of you oh, have... hey, Toaster. I'm listening to a podcast. Well, re-listening, actually. I might have heard it once or twice. Uh, it wouldn't happen to be How to Fly Straight or Competent Captaining in 30 Easy Lessons, would it? Ugh. Who would listen to those? Exactly. So, what is it? Uh, Mockery Manor. It's this awesome, funny, spooky, twisty-turny show that takes place at this crazy theme park in the 1980s. Do teenagers work there? Well, duh. It sounds amazing. I'd work there if I didn't have important captaining to do. You've never actually seen a scary film, have you? I sat through Home Alone twice. That kid. You're taking notes? There's not going to be a quiz after, you know. It's complicated. Ooh, twins separated by circumstances, eh? Screams in the scare maze? This sounds amazing. Well, stay tuned for the trailer after this episode. Definitely. Uh, by the way, your kudzu toast is ready. Say it again, but more robotic. Your kudzu toast is ready. Seriously, though, do check out the gorgeous Mockery Manor podcast from Longcat Media. It's brilliant and a ton of fun and is highly recommended by me, Captain Madeline Marks of the Oz 9. And I'm never wrong about anything. History is littered with objects rumored to hold enormous power. Pandora's box, the Holy Grail, the sword Excalibur, the hand grenade of Antioch, the sacred sweatband of Billie Jean King. Whether the power they hold is truly supernatural or results from some kind of placebo effect has never been proven, but perhaps that matters little to the holder. What is known is that wars have been fought and empires have fallen over sacred objects, and humanity has again and again failed to learn the lesson that some things are better left alone. Why are we here? I do not like you. You can kind of see why this bit is always referred to as the bowels of the ship, huh? Feels super bowly in here. That is disgusting. This place is... Not arguing, but it should be worse. Worse than this emptiness and the smell of oofs. Are you gonna be sick? No. Why? You said oof. My sister used to say that right before she whoopsied. I once assassinated an emperor with the rope the empress crafted from the strands of his lover's hair after she had the woman scared. I do not oopsie. Oofs is the proper word for, uh, the, the 
Gigs. It's French for egg. I know. I was just making conversation. Strange waffle-smelling person. Why are we here? Two reasons. By now, even this crew has figured out Dr. Von Haberzetzer snorted some pretty aggressive decongestant, so they're probably looking for you and not to give you a mani-pedi. And number two, I needed to check the first 11 levels. They're supposed to be full of dirt, but at least floors four through 11 look freshly mopped. Hmm. Joe. So this is what he was doing all those nights, huh? But I thought we were taking the little green person back to the earth. We? We. Poor Alphonse. Your syntax is just all kerfuffle from that brain freeze, huh? We're here because I had a hunch. Tell me about this, Joe. Oh, mon dear. There is nothing to tell. He is very, very taggy and a little sneaky. And he says he owns a douche. Beg your pardon? Oh, wait. That's French for shower, isn't it? He owns a shower? Weird thing to brag about. And what do you mean they're looking for me? Hang on. Where's the albatross? It's the albatross on this ship, isn't it? You know her? I know G2 put an assassin on each ship to make sure no humans made it off alive. No humans? Ah! I am tired of so many questions. I am asking and asking and asking and no one is answering. It is like being in the bubble wrap, and there is not much air left for the breathing. But instead of tearing the plastic to free me, you are only pop, pop, popping the little bubbles! Look, Alfie, I know you have questions. And? Oh, I was just commiserating. I wasn't going to tell you anything. Ah! I am so tired. Look. We've got three more levels to check, and then we'll figure out how to get Olivia back to Earth. Why me? Hmm? Why are you choosing me to help you? Because everyone on this ship wants to save somebody, and that makes them vulnerable. You just want to save the Bichon Frise. Ooh, whose arms are these? The truth is, if you have something sacred and powerful, would you shout about it? Would you tell the world? Take out an ad in the newspaper? Post it on social media? Or would you keep it quiet, either to keep the power for yourself, or to prevent the world from erupting in a power struggle over it? It is theorized that many of the most potent relics are hidden in plain sight, ordinary objects we barely even register, much less investigate. Nothing. No one's here either. You're sure this is the same hole? There are scorch marks in the sand pit. And the sweet smell of maple syrup still lingers. The moon shines brighter here than air else, as if it too searches for her. <sighs> is this going to be a thing? Yes, do plug up the poetry hole for the moment, will you, Pluto dear? May I go now? Hmm? <sighs> Well, let's just say... no. Pluto, you've been around a bit. No offence. Uh, do you know uh, where their names come from? I do not. I have 
Never been to an induction ceremony, though I have felt the ground tremble. I suspect they form deep below the earth, below even my realm, fomenting before bubbling up to the surface. What, like a... a burp? I might have said magma, but I suppose... Any gaseous eruption would do. How dare you disrespect a tradition of centuries! Shut up, please. Behave like you would want your captive to behave. Uh, Joe was named Larry's. Larry's are guardians, aren't they? They? You are wise for a human. Larry's, if one is to believe the Romans, are guardian deities, protectors of the hearth and home. Or of ships, or the military. Now that's interesting. Of lands, fertility, communities. Right, got it. Roads and fields, which is a bit of a conflict of interest, if you ask me. Families. Oh, and also some piglets. Piglets? It was a lot of piglets. (sighs) What does any of this have to do with Joe? Maybe nothing. Maybe everything. Is there more to his name that might give us an indication of which Larrys he is assumed to be? Uh, nope, just as uh, Larrys here. Yeah. Maybe he's all of them? Then he's going to be busy. Guardian? Protector? Ha! Joseph disavowed Chowatorium long ago, and his member name is forbidden. It must not be spoken. It was stricken from the record, see? Stricken? But, but it's in, in, in yellow highlighter. Exactly. Yellow highlighter means stricken. You stricken, stroke, strickle. Oh, good God. What is the verb here? Strike. Thank you. You strike your way and we'll strike ours. I was talking to Pluto. Strike. With pleasure. Ouch. Uh, so, I'm sorry. Uh, why was that necessary? It wasn't. Is there any indication that someone landed here? Hey, hey, well, hey there, buddy. Aw, where did you come from? What is this beast? Really? It's a dog. A dog? This creature has but one head. Maltese, I think. Don't be absurd. It's clearly a bolognese. I'm pretty sure that's a kind of spaghetti. It's a Bichon Frise. Oh. Oh, is it Frise or Frise? Hmm? Never mind. Uh, he, he does look a little bit startled, don't you think? Hmm? Uh, hello, little doggy. Where are your humans, little fellow? Hmm? Where are your humans? Where were your humans? Oh, cuddles! You son of a Get your nose out of there. Cold. Oh, you little sticker, you. Do you know this creature? Well, hell yes, I know him. This here is Cuddles. <laughs> what are you doing here, Coodle Poo? You're supposed to be with Mama. Oh, hell, is she here too? Nope. Oh, Jesus! Jesus. Me. Whoops. <laughs> Forgot to take the belt off. Well, it looks like they got Donna and Gertie, and you got Cuddles here, and yours truly. But he was locked up in a pod. Oh, no. Murder. What? It's okay, honey. The murder protocol is, it has to do with the pods and how they wake people up. MR, DR, it stands for lots of big words. Look, if he wasn't woken up properly, he'd be... He's fine. What part of that did you not want to explain? The bit where you go, huh? And I have to start all over again. 
Can you just accept it for now so we can move on? I can't, but you... Yeah, actually, that works for me. That works for all of us. Hey. I guess what's your concern for the dog? Hmm? Or possibly for your wife? Well, now, I'm going to let you work through that on your own, Margaret Thatcher. You said Cuddles was in a pod? Someone must have let him out. Well, go figure. That pigeon-toed snail snacker actually did it. Monsieur Assassin, French kiss. Mm. Oh, dear. Yes, no, I think you mean chef's kiss there, Southers. <laughs> French kiss is entirely different, and I'm not going to show you the difference. Mrs. Sheffield, my sweet dog nap boy, is back in my arms. So if that goofy Harcott Bert wants a big, wet smack on the lips, he's gonna get one. Now, if you'll excuse me, we have a very overdue grooming appointment. Oh, good. Well, you know, do make sure they trim those nose hairs, will you? Or, or did you mean, did you mean the dog? Hilarious. I tell you, Mrs. Sheffield, you could charm the nectar out of an amaryllis. Aww. That's kind of nice. Amaryllis plants are toxic, Ben. Ah. Oh, damn it, Charlie. You almost hit cuddles. Well, that's that mystery solved. <laughs> I know a bitch in freeze that must be mighty disappointed about now. Disappointed? Well, that dog was his ticket back to Earth. Sparkly Spanks, you said Donna has your key, right? I did say that. Oh, tufted one. Making fun of a man's hairline is dirty pool, Pluto. And yet my golden shorts are fair game. Uh, up with the shutting, gentlemen. What about the key? Well, story goes that Pluto here holds one of the universe's sacred objects. An object of immense power. I do. My Bident. You do, but it's not the Bident. You handed the sacred object over to Donna. The key? What is it a key to, anyway? It unlocks the gates to Hades, that's all. It's of no more power than your own house key. Although my realm is an empire far greater than your tiny one-bedroom walk-up on 88th Street or what have you. The power resides in me. Alrighty, let's just test that theory. Send me back to the Oz-9. Oh, good lord, why would you want that? The way things stand up there, give it ten more minutes and it'll probably fall at your feet. He can't do it. Of course I can. Alrighty then. Space me, hell god. Prepare yourself. Loins girded. Let's go. You're certain you're ready. Braced, steeled, and standing by. Very well. Bend your knees a little. <laughs> I told you you couldn't do it. I can. I only wish for you to be prepared for a hard landing. You're not exactly a fowl of the vernal equinox. Spring chicken. Wow, you're learning to speak Pluto. Save me. Yes, um, is something supposed to be happening? Take a deep breath. Deck's cleared. Stage set. Locked and loaded. Whenever you're ready. (laughs) Give it up, all the glitters. You can't do it without the key. It must have been something I ate. So how do you know about this token of power, then? Well, that's a story and then some, Mrs. S. You, uh, reckon we're safe here for the time being? Uh, Well, see, Wild Eye still works here. Ben, how about you and I go gather up some kindling, and if, uh, Jason and the Golden Onesie here will share his marshmallows, we can roast up a little dinner. Seriously? I am right this minute hiding from my captors, desperate to remain undetected, and you want me to risk discovery just to narrate this nonsense? Can't time pass without me having to say so? Good lord, the hand-holding you people require. (sighs) 
Some time later. And the Sharatorium has been in my family's hands ever since. Oh, wow. The Admiral did as he was told for once. <laughs> Bless him. Goodness. Yeah. You know, I only, I only suggested it to him as a, a joke. <laughs> How old are you exactly, Mrs. S? Goodness, Benjamin. You can barely figure out the time difference between here and England with both hands and an abacus. Do you really think you'll be able to make sense of a, a time traveller's age? Hmm? Plus, it's just rude. What does the showertorium have to do with Pluto's key? It has something to do with the plants. Well, very good, young man. Oh, they're trying to get back to their planet, right? They want to use the key to get them home. Nailed it in one. Well, almost. Truth is, the key has a pretty limited range. I suspect that's why the Oz-9 has been bouncing around the galaxy like a drunken yo-yo, testing for the outside limits of the key's ability. The plants would let the ships get as far as they could, and then they'd use the key to beam aboard. Then the Oz ships would take them the rest of the way. Not ships. Ship. The Oz-9, to be exact. Everything else was a distraction and a massive insurance scam, but uh, that was just a bonus. A little thank you gift for gated galaxies in the showertorium. Why not let them? Let them? <laughs> let them go! We don't want them here, right? So, just let them go! We can beam the people back the same way. Let them have the ship, and bye-bye, Felicia. Because they're not going. I mean, they are, but... They're coming back. Oh and bringing their friends and family, right? Well, yes, but, but that's not all, is it? We'll be long dead before they get back here. What? How? Well, the miracle of terraforming. They need a pretty sulfuric atmosphere to thrive. We tried and tried to hybridize them so they could live in Earth's atmosphere, but we never really could. We got them a little more time, but it's kind of like us eating a diet of nothing but marshmallows. We could last a while, but not long. Any idea on how they're planning to terraform Earth? Acid rain initially. Climate change. How could they possibly cause that from underground? And the humans are doing that, not the plants, right? You'd need access to the world's richest, most powerful producers of goods. You convince them to invest in fossil fuels. You give them a place to meet in secret, celebrate their successes, plot their next moves, share information. <sighs> the showertorium. But Earth isn't nearly sulfuric enough. Yet. It's working, but clearly they're planning to accelerate the timeline. Why now? Because a certain stupid, greedy, ambitious young man with a fake accent found 400 spaceships in the desert. 401. Long may it. Sorry. Old habits die hard. Long may it lush. Out. So. How will they enrich the atmosphere to suit their needs, hmm? Yeah, that I haven't figured out yet. Volcanoes. Remember Maggie's project? Volcanoes emit a lot of sulfur dioxide. And the plants live in the underground tunnels. Huh. Explains you too, eh? Texas Gold'em. You are all strangely resistant to calling me by name, and yes, it is true. While Hephaestus is the god of volcanoes, magma is the lifeblood of Hades. If we keep the key away from the plants, it's game over, right? They can't leave Earth. No point in terraforming. All's good. We just have to keep a hold of the key. There are days when I envy a brain so simple. 
The key is not the only object capable of opening the door. I remember it opened just over a century ago, the same day the village pub was demolished by a half-naked madman. Ah, hmm. Uh, anyone for another s'more? Hmm. Oh, they are devilishly sweet, but, uh, well, if you don't mind your teeth dropping out of your head, quite nice. Mrs. S? <sighs> Very well. My cane has some abilities as well. Beyond thwacking, tattletale demigods. Ouch! That's good news, right? I mean, boo, there's another sacred power thingy down here where Tiberius and Polonius can get to it. But yay! At least we have an escape hatch. Oh, Stop. Sorry. 401. It's not 401. Long may yet. Oh, sorry. Why do you think this? Okay, I'm with you on the four. Ah, it seems just enough of a, a reach for science fiction. Huh? Ugh, never mind. What about the one? I remember reading something about this in the papers I found in the greenhouse. Four tokens brought together with the one. The one. That's all I remember. I was afraid that someone would catch me reading the papers, so I put them back and got out of there before I was discovered. May the papers still be found and read? No, I went back and they were gone. But I did hide one, the last page. I figured if there was anything to find or hide from the bad guys, it might be on the last page. I never got time to look at it. So, it may still be where you hid it. Hmm? I doubt it. I stuffed it in Gertie's pot. Well, you were helping her after Donna blasted us out of the pods. You didn't find it then? I poked around in the dirt as discreetly as possible, but I, I didn't find it, no. But I bet Donna did. Those grubby hench people are coming, so I have to make this fast. Two objects of power are in the hands of our bumbling crew, which I guess we should be grateful for, but honestly, they're only marginally better than the bad guys. At least they mean well, so we'll hope that's enough. You've been listening to Aaron Clark as Lady Chanfrise and Ben, Bonnie Brantley as Donna, Erie Alexander as Julie, Lee Shackelford as Pluto, Sarah Golding as Mrs. Sheffield, Kevin Hall as Felonius, Eric Perry as Mr. Southers and Joe, and me, Richard Nadolny, as your narrator. Our music is composed and performed by John Faley. Our artwork is by Lucas Elliott. This episode was directed by June Clark Eubanks. Oz 9 is written and produced by Shannon Perry. Don't forget, you can wear Oz 9 merchandise as a badge of on... You can wear Oz 9 merchandise. Check out oz-number9.com for links to our Public and Etsy stores. Until next time, Space Monkeys, narrator out. A theme park can be a very dangerous place. Long Cat Media presents... If there's one thing I've learned, it's this. They're all lying, cheating bastards. A British Podcast Award nominee. That was my worst nightmare. I can't believe he didn't tell me it was a drop ride. It's so much better when you don't know. The black comedy that Stephen Fry called remarkably immersive. Something's happening in the park. Something dangerous. She is dead meat, her and her stupid sister. Who am I, Jenkins? I think something terrible's happened, but I don't know what. Do you know what would happen if Mockwood and Manor closed? Kate, we have to get out of here! Ah! Hold on to your hats and glasses and pray to your god. Mockery Manor. I made a spirograph once with string. Good for you. Seasons 1 and 2 of Mockery Manor, available now wherever you get podcasts. The Fable and Folly Network. 
where fiction producers flourish. This is routine update log number six for Dr. Edison Tucker concerning my research into the town of Jerusalem, Oregon, and the existence of the supernatural, paranormal, mythological, etc., etc., blah, blah, blah. Anyway, since arriving, I've definitely encountered some stuff that could be classified under weird ass. I mean, where else does putting lamb's blood on people's doorways actually work as pest control? And nobody in town will talk to me about the picnic area near Lincoln's farm. Although, could be because everybody thinks I'm one of those monster hunting idiots. Which I'm not, okay? I am an experienced professional who takes my work extremely seriously, and I am going to prove this if it's the last thing I ever- Although, to be honest, I think the biggest mystery on my hands is how I'm going to survive living with Lucille Kensington, stuck-up extraordinaire. So, if you guys don't hear from me again, it wasn't something in the woods that got me. Probably. Where the Stars Fell. Available now wherever podcasts are found.